Mysteries, mysteries. Mysteries Inc. Mysteries Inc. Mysteries Inc. History, mystery, conspiracies, and sometimes creatures. Hi everybody, I'm Joe. Hi, I'm Spring. And we're going to tell you about some fun myth stories today. And uh, I'm to, going with heads. To get things started, we're going to flip the coin, uh, the Culver's coin today, and uh, to see who goes first. So, all right. Yay! Oh. I win! Looks like it's <laughs> spring today. What do you got to tell me about today, spring? Today we are doing a segment called Funky Fruit Fables. I love alliteration, and since I'm talking about fruit, you're going to hear a lot of Fs. Well, actually, <laughs> inside of my... Uh, Inside of my book, I'm only on A's, so you're going to hear some A's today. <laughs> I want to talk to you about apples. There's uh, two different types, well, other than the original apple that everybody knows about, you know, with Adam and Eve. Um, apples actually have, like, a long history of of fable and folklore. So, um, we think about apples, with, like I said, with Adam and Eve, but actually, did you know that the actual fruit is not named until Genesis? So inside the Bible, they actually don't actually mention what the forbidden fruit is until later on, huh. which will be intriguing. I, ha- I hadn't noticed. Uh, Greek customs also included apples, that if you tossed an apple to another person, it counted as an invitation to have sex. So. <laughs> and now, now we, uh, like, are in Americana culture, you give it to your teacher. <laughs> yep. weird. And, and if a, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, that might have to do with something else. So, like, you ain't getting pregnant or getting an STD. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't but, think um, the doctor's uh, <laughs> after you. <laughs> there, was, there was even a play by Aristophanes called The Clouds. And it has a scene where young men are told that they should avoid houses with dancing girls where, while they gaped at some strumpet, she might get them involved by tossing an apple at them. Another example is uh, Lucian's dialogues called Conversations of a Courtesan, or Conversations of the Courtesans. One of the courtesans is complaining about her lover throwing apples to other women, and in uh, European folklore, apples are believed to induce pregnancy. So huh. lots and lots of sex involved with apples. Yeah, apples are just like the weird forbidden thing and fr- fertility. I wonder why. That, that It is intriguing, right? Huh. Um, another famous apple would be the apple of discord. Mm. Eris, the goddess of discord... Wink, wink, where the name comes from. Um, had a golden apple inscribed with for the fairest on it. And she threw it into a group of gods at a wedding. A wedding that she was not invited to. Oh. Thetis and Pletus forever. But, uh, yeah, she wasn't invited. <laughs> Aphrodite, Hera, and Athena thought that the apple was theirs and demanded that the other gods decide who it belonged to. Not a single god wanted to get involved in deciding which one was the fairest of them. So they pawned it off onto Paris of Troy. 
Ah, Aphrodite promised Paris that if she was the one to win the apple, that he she would award him the most beautiful woman in the world. Can you guess who she is? Yeah. Helen of Troy, right? And apparently that didn't matter that she was married to the king of Sparta, <laughs> Melina, or Mel, oh, I'm going to say it Menelaus. wrong. Thank you. And all of that started I the think. Trojan War. If I know anything from that movie with Brad Pitt, <laughs> Menelaus was a dick. He was. He was. <laughs> so, but you would be too if all of a sudden, like, your wife came down with spirited away uh, to, like... I guess like, he was a dick to her. That's yeah. What, they kind of justified it. <laughs> well, apparently it wasn't her fault that she cheated on her husband. Aphrodite promised her to other people, she so... She should have started a religion. Exactly. <laughs> she should have, but she didn't. Oh, she did start a big war accident. <laughs> and that came, like, made some great condoms from there, too. Which is a terrible name for condoms. It's like, hey, let's get it inside and all break out. <laughs> <laughs> My best friend had a kid that way. <laughs> but there is an apple story that does end a war. Whereas in this one started a war, there's an opposite. It's the apotomix Apple tree. Appomattox, I think. Appomattox. Thank you. I'll try not. I I won't. No, I shouldn't shouldn't, uh, correct. (laughs) No, that's okay. Because, see, one of the things that I found with people is when you read words all the time, you don't know how to pronounce them, and vowels will screw you up. Yeah, and I could be wrong on some of these, but, and I also think it's courtesan, or courtesan, or courtesan. Courtesan? Yeah, courtesan. Like, it's... The lady of the court, kind of. Okay. All right. I think, I think. Anyway, we can edit this shit out, too. <laughs> no, keep it. I'm not, I don't have any shame. But the, uh, now how does, how did you pronounce it? The, what kind uh, of tree? Appomattox. Appomattox. That does actually look how it's spelled. But Appomattox tree is an American history and folklore from the Civil War. Mm-hmm. It claims that this is the tree that General Lee surrendered to General Grant. Legend says that General Grant was not known for being a tidy-looking man, and so when he no. met General Lee, General Lee thought that Grant was an orderly, like part of his army, and handed him his sword to clean it, accidentally surrendering the war. <laughs> the tree was then sliced up by people there, and the pieces were saved as heirlooms. Reality is that the surrender was actually done at Major Wilmer McLean's house. Yeah, so. I mean, it's just some of that, the South is salty, they lost, so they have to make up all uh, sorts of He shit. didn't mean it. He just thought the guy was dirty and wanted him to clean his sword. States' rights and <laughs> dirty generals. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> dirty sword cleaners. <laughs> right. I'll try not to rip on Southerners, because, <laughs> you know. The other one, I found this kind of funny. I didn't find a lot on it. But the other fruit, so that was all I had for apples. I mean, that's, that's a lot of apples. That's yeah, I a know. Lot more like, than I knew before. <laughs> and we didn't even get into Johnny Appleseed, so wait, wait, wait. We might circle back at some point <laughs> in future episodes here. <laughs> but um, I found the apricot has folklore with it. It's a uh, fruit that's similar to a peach, for those that might not know. And European folklore says that it is a stimulant to sexual activities. A quote from Midsummer Night's Dream when. Uh, te- t- oh my god T-I-T-A-N-A so Tatiana Tiana Tiana fell in love with Bottom the weaver turned into an ass and she ordered her elves to feed him apricocks huh. not apricot with a T apricocks and China says it's the symbol of death and timidity 
English people say to dream of one means good luck, health, and pleasure. So, I just found it funny that it fell in love with Bottom, capital B like a name, uh-huh. the weaver turned into an ass, <laughs> yeah. so Bottom and ass go together, and then there was some apricots. <laughs> Weird. Well. So it's either good luck, health, pleasure, or death. Apricots. <laughs> apricots. <laughs> I did. I, 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 you know, I, honestly, I think I've only had them tried. Really? They're really yummy, and everybody assumes nowadays they're kind of like a peaches and apricots are kind of. I'm going to call them apricot all the time. Oh, that's just going to drive me nuts. <laughs> well, remind they me not are to eat used in. Um, they're used on people's, you know, emojis, emojis well, and yeah, stuff. I know the so peach. I mean, the, the peach makes sense. I get so that it, one. Th- don't send them to people from China. Like, yeah. if you're going to send them a peach or an apricot, uh, like, emoji or a little thingy, just know you're telling them that it's going to be an omen for death. <laughs> Weird. Is that... That's all I've got for we that just one. Got, we got apples and apples and apricots. Apples and apricots. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, Mr. Joe, what would you have for us today? Uh, so today, we go from fruit to fascism. <laughs> Sticking with alliteration. Right, exactly. <laughs> I love it already. This is the F episode. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about a, a little guy named Mussolini. Oh, uh, he's little. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if he was that little. I just wanted to go. I don't know. That's just what came out. So, Benito, Benito Emilcar Andrea Mussolini, also known as Duce, Hitler's buddy, or Benny, I have to assume. I don't Benny. know. I call him Benny. He was born in 1883. He was like the OG fascist because he was like one of the first proponents when it start, really started to become a political movement. He was actually okay. a, he was originally uh, a socialist, but he was kicked out for advocating for getting into the war in World War One, and so okay. he was angry about this and became a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> he founded the Italian Fascist Party, and he was a prominent uh, prominent member or, or like figure in international fascist movements in the, okay. the the interwar period. Basically, he was like he was kind of in a way you could call him one of Hitler's like idols, but like he a lot of stuff was shaped after him. Gotcha. Um so really just like the OG fascist. Well, he had that whole like we're watching you kind of stuff everywhere where it was like like this there was no subliminal messaging. It was just literal messaging. Oh, no. Yeah, yes. it was. It very much was. Uh, once he took power, it was... Uh, it was... It was... There it was, was no question. It was, it was tight. Yeah. <laughs> and it's surprisingly, for a long time, he was... Uh, like, I don't know how fascist it got right away, but he is prime minister from 1922 to 1943. Wow. So, like, wow. That's kind of crazy. I, Entire I, generations so I, growing up with him. I, I knew about certain things, like that he was a socialist first, got, but then got really pissed, so his like anger towards these pussy socialists <laughs> turned him into like a hardcore fascist. <laughs> um, and I, I'm sure people who are interested in kind of the weird have heard about like uh, the Nazi UFOs and stuff. Yep. And so like... It's it's possible that this is linked. I I really think they just scratched the surface. There was this. a lot of occult um, stuff going around with the was. Nazis, or yeah. even just like a lot of you know the the, the Germans actually did. I, I don't I didn't write down any of the specifics on this, but I do recall reading at some point that they uh, had some sort of craft that was like a wingless thing that they tried and fucked up. Uh, they tried to do a, a flying saucer, and it could nice. be from technology that they had recovered. 
Just that's saying. cocky. That's really cocky, though. Like, we're going to annihilate the Jews. We're going to take over the entire world. And we're going to build a spaceship. I mean, some people <laughs> think that they... Well, I don't know if it's supposed to be space, but, like, some people think that they uh, had some... Some recovered crafts and like had a secret fucking base in Antarctica. There's a whole what? bunch of weird, weird shit. That so this is where Marvel gets. Maybe it from, we huh? can get into another day. Uh, it's it's pretty crazy. If you start talking about Red Skull, I know you're full of shit. Maybe that shit was based on it. Maybe that was real. Maybe. <laughs> We're so, just waiting for Captain America to Much wake of what up. I'm going to discuss today is from a book called uh, UFO Contacts in Italy, Volume Two by Robert Pignotti, and. Uh, in general, it's mostly from some documents released in the 90s, dubbed the okay. Fascist UFO Files. Now, uh, according to Eduardo Russo, he's the Secretary General of SISU, the Central Italiano Studi Ufology. Yeah. I apologize uh-huh. in <laughs> advance for my butchering of all <laughs> Italian words, names, and places. Um, but basically, like, MUFON, you know, like, yeah, the, yeah. it's the, the Italian ones, but it wasn't, apparently it wasn't, uh, started until, like, what was it, 2000, oh, I, I didn't write that down, but it was, like, 2011. Okay, so pretty, okay. Even though some of this goes back to, like, pre-Roswell stuff, but according to this guy, that uh, Italy is, like, the most active for, for UFO, um, phenomena. <laughs> so... What we're going to talk about today, it all starts with a crash in Magenta, outside Magenta in okay. Italy. It's, it's like a province called Lombardy. Go Wisconsin. Lombardi. <laughs> even though I'm not, not even <laughs> sports fan. He is Italian. We get it. No. Right. And this this is in April 11th, 1933. So it preceded Roswell by 14 years. Okay. Um, there was a, a sighting in 1931 near Venice, but I couldn't find much much information on it. Okay. Um there was I think I can't remember if that one was related to the Tic Tac one or not but well we'll, we'll get to that so uh, this craft that crashed it was stored in the SIAI Marchetti uh, hangars in Vergiati it's basically like it's an aircraft company that was really only active and really prominent during the war but okay. like Italian engineering pretty good shit they had some they, yeah, they, yeah. Some nice they were known for having for making some good shit good cars good planes so I mean Maybe they had some uh, some cool technology. <laughs> got the maybe that's why the Ferrari is pretty good. <laughs> it's got some alien technology. Isn't isn't Rome uh, like isn't the Vatican in in Italy though? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Now this is all. I believe. I believe access to alien technology. Okay. In fact, uh, I I would have to look this one up, but this is just pulling. I didn't read this recently, but pulling from. Actually, I think I first heard it in that uh, Trevor Moore song, but apparently <laughs> Mussolini made some deal with the the uh, Vatican to look the other way. Yeah, during, yeah. During, uh, or he helped Hitler, like, smooth over some deal to be like, yo, don't worry, we're gonna uh, take care of some people you don't like. <clears throat> Anyways. So, uh... Apparently Mussolini believed that this unconventional flying vehicle was some sort of French, British, or German secret weapon that they're, you know, trying to spy on them and stuff. Um, but, the, and this is a fun fact. So his, he had this buddy, who was also a big fascist, Giuglielmo, uh, see I never knew his first name, Marconi. He's oh, the, I've yeah, heard Marconi, yeah. Yep, inventor yep. of the radio. Um, 
And apparently he did this with, like, no formal higher education. Dude was an interesting guy, aside from being a fascist. Uh, <laughs> he was an angry and interesting man. Yeah, he was a total fascist. He was a member of Mussolini's Grand Council of Fascism. He joined the party in 1923 and served as uh, Mussolini, served Mussolini as the president of Italy's National Research Council. Nice. And the Royal Academy of Italy. And again, all with no, like, formal higher education. That's, well, gotta say. Geniuses are geniuses. Good, good on him. Yeah. Aside from the fascist I mean, well, No one said that evil and genius go together just beautifully. But, so he is the one who believed this was extraterrestrial. Okay. And uh, so this whole thing prompted uh, Mussolini to create this, excuse me, this like war intelligence unit called Gabinetto RS-33, or the RS-33 cabinet. Uh, the RS stands for Recherche Speciale, which I, it means research. Okay. So special research, 33. And th- obviously 1933 is when this thing went down in Lombardy. Lombardy. <laughs> uh, and, so, and how original, like like a freaking Gmail account. We're like, oh, it's 33. We could have just put down SR. That one's taken. Right. We need to add the year to it, too, now. <laughs> yeah. BB girl, 33. <laughs> Like I no, said, it's like an accident. Sweet Angel 86, you know, like... <laughs> no one can see the Italian finger the moves. Fingers the are fingers are moving. But... <laughs> okay, so um, there so, was a nice guy. Yeah, so Benny Benny co- creates this, uh, this little research unit. Okay. And uh, has Marconi head it, along with, like, all the... the top scientific staff of the of the day. And so they must have had something. And they're storing it in this, like, you know, engineering hangar and stuff. Okay. Pretty crazy. And so, uh, pretty much starting this unit, they start to, to investigate all, you know, all things weird. And let's see if I can pull this picture up. It wouldn't load here, so I'm just gonna have to, um... Well, do they have pictures of like spacecrafts or what they were well, actually going to be making? Or what do they have? So we're going to edit out this this section uh, <laughs> here. Well, I'm trying to keep it going. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. I don't know. All right. Um, where's the tic tac? Okay, and then we can probably get back in right about now. Well, it is called a tic tac. I thought you were just being like no, me calling no. it a tic tac. Uh, a tic tac. <laughs> um, this was in 1933, and I don't know if this is this is the one from Lombardy. But like but apparently that looks this like was a hot dog apparently it was captured by uh, a plane on a recon mission, and that's flying over a city. It's like it looks kind of like a tic tac. I like guess a, a long tic tac. It does look a lot like a hot dog. Yeah, but it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't look like a craft. It just looks like something weird it in the air. Be a bomb dropping. True. I, I was going to say it could be something that's from overhead that's just dropping down. It, it didn't. But then again, there's. Like, you know, they talk about cigar-shaped UFOs and stuff. It does fit the description of some of that. And that's actually where we're, what we're going to talk about next is... Uh, cigar-shaped UFOs? Well, yeah, because that was one of the ones... Huh. I've uh, always heard about discs and, the you know, the saucer. Oh, you've never heard about that? Never okay. heard about the flying well, wieners. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, cigar-shaped... I mean, Tic Tacs, Tic Tacs. Cigar-shaped, <laughs> uh, um... I mean, I UFOs guess it makes a- some sense, but it's just kind of... It would be a craft with little air resistance. Like, True. Have you ever thrown a hot dog at someone? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, in 1936, there was multiple sightings of this flying cigar and two Saturn-shaped UFOs. 
over Messier and Venice. I'm probably saying, what? Yeah, never mind. Saying yeah. all these wrong. But uh, so there's these documents that were had the seal of the Kingdom Senate, and uh, I'm gonna pull some of those up for you right now. So this is pretty much what they saw. It it was like. Cigar is shaped and had these big clear windows. Yeah, and then it also has kind of a fin at the end. It's almost fish shaped in a sense Um, if you're looking at it from the side. So I think maybe I was mixing up the cigar. I think it's cigar. Well, no, they did one thing called one thing here calls that that same setting flying cigar. Well, I get where they're saying cigar. uh, so I mean, first, where the guy would bite his teeth in would be well, where the yeah, little part comes be. in. I gotcha. Uh, well, in the in this drawings, I was obviously we can't read this scribbled Italian from. No, from the <laughs> no. Um, but it was described as flying faster than 130 kilometers an hour, which was as fast as they were flying in there. They were yeah. losing it, but completely silent. And at first, it was just one metallic disc, which I, I guess I have this, the description of it was hard to, hard to gauge. I think it was just one, but then somehow it wound up being two. And it was later joined by this uh, other guy uh, <laughs> that was uh, an aerial torpedo. Er, yeah, it was described as an aerial torpedo with very clear windows and with an alternating white and red lights, um, which is pretty cool. And then they flew in sync for a while in like perfect formation. And then I think they lost them. It doesn't really yeah. say whether they like flew off really fast or anything, but yeah, then I they, wonder if they lost them. Matches the stuff that was released for the United States about their UFOs. Possibly, stuff. I mean, honestly, the the description of the the two um, Saturn shaped ones is yeah it sounds similar to like the saucer type stuff. Yeah, which you'd normally hear about. Yeah, the that cigar shape though mm-hmm. with windows. That's that's intriguing because yeah. a lot of times when I hear stories like these, like UFO sightings and stuff, I try to imagine what else could it be like what could they confuse it with because you know like maybe you know there's you saw like you didn't see bigfoot maybe you just thought you saw like you saw just the back end of a bear you know busting it through the woods or something you know what i mean so like to think of what could be comparable in nature or at least around that time to something that that doesn't sound like there's much out there other than like those big uh balloons or whatever those big but those came out later. The, yeah, the well, actually, German uh, big air balloons. Actually, the, the those big balloons were... Well, no, those were around the same time. Like okay. The, but um, the, it could look similar. Because it does kind they, of sound like they talk like about the, the possibility of a balloon. They're like, Cause Cause they were was, silent. Because, yeah, exactly. They say because it was silent, that like, like a balloon... But it was moving way too fast. Way too fast. So, like, um, maybe it had a leak. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it just was so silent they couldn't hear the... You know, over the wind in the air. I think you'd hear like, the two it'd be saucers. like a big fart. <laughs> <laughs> and the two saucers could have been, like, I don't know, discs that were tied to the back of it. That were, you know, like a kite tail. <laughs> maybe. Um... Or some German guys are just laughing like, ah, fuck with those Italians. <laughs> Say no. <laughs> hey, if they've got a cool craft like that, I want to see it. It was the... The oh, original drone. See, the Germans, <laughs> by this point, the Germans were, were like already on board with them. They're cool. And okay, they so think, it wouldn't have been a German. It's some guy from Switzerland. He's like, I'm neutral, but I'm going to have fun. I don't know. Like, he had like, a drone back in time. Because like, the Bigfoot sightings turned a lot. Some of them turned out to be like, Guys revealing on their deathbeds that they actually made like 
plaster Paris or concrete like yeah flip things. So you know, Although, I mean, just to fuck with people, just for the laughs. Some of that has like I, I think some of that happens, <laughs> but also like there's a lot of weird shit that that does. And I am one explain. of those people where I do believe that there are alien life forms out there because it's just impossible to believe that our planet's the only planet that can create think, life. I don't think every Bigfoot sighting is real, but also some of the people who come out and say, like the the dude who um, took some of the first casts, like his family later came out and said that he was hoaxing. Yeah. But like, maybe they just wanted their own time <laughs> well, in, the, in the sun. So, I, I, I laugh at that stuff because my main thing is, is I have saw this thing where it mentioned like sightings of like supernatural things went up um like they decreased a little bit when pictures came out then when editing came out like when people could do like editing on the black and white kind of photos then sightings went back up then once video cameras and cameras became a thing then the sightings went down until photoshop and other editing things came along and then the sightings started to creep back up so i just kind of like i often think of like how much of it is is just people like the grifters trying to like you know I think grab onto new technology to find ways to keep the grift going? I think there's grifters, and I think there's some weird shit. Agreed. I think, I think, and it, a mix, it's, yeah. it's a little. It, it, that's why it leaves me a little skeptical because there are like rises and falls and sightings, and you would think that the it wouldn't matter to the spirits or to the aliens. Like they're just going to keep coming if they're going to be keep you know coming. But it's just weird that it kind of comes in patterns and waves this along true. with technology. But my, where I look at it is kind of the way government reacts to it is... True. There has to be something. Like like in this, so in these same documents, yeah. uh, there's mention of some event in 1931. Mm-hmm. And it's like, do you want this to wind up like 1931 or something like that? And, oh. But they don't elaborate much. And so there must have been something else that, that, we, happened then. that we don't have in the files, but it's interesting. And that speaking out about UFOs was extremely forbidden. <laughs> like, there was this memo <laughs> here, and this is verbatim, by personal order of the Duce, absolute silence is required about an alleged landing or an, uh, on national soil of unknown aircraft. Stop. Released version dispatched today by Stefani Agency confirmed. Stop. I'm I'm assuming this is a, a, a telegraph by, by, yeah. by wire. Unless yeah, they're yeah. just stop what you're doing. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the same also applies to, to personnel and journalists. Stop. <laughs> Anticipated max punishment for transgressors. Transgressors up to referral to the tribunal or state security. Wow, that stop. is a lot of aggression towards, like, like, you know, like, but not, even without the stops, the whole fact that, like, it's like, no, you talk about this, there's gonna be huge punishments, yeah, kind of a thing. just talking about it, you get, I'm assuming this tribunal for, for state security mm-hmm. is, like, scary. You don't want, in, in fascist Italy, <laughs> you don't want to be going between this, or before this tribunal. No. No. Oh, uh, especially over something like that. Your family's already going to look at you weird for mentioning it, and then... <laughs> yeah, well, in, in confirming some of this, uh, one, of the, one of the sources I was reading, they were talking about um, trying to, to hunt down, and I think it was, it was from this book th- mm-hmm. that I mentioned. Um, they were talking about hunting down some of the some eyewitnesses later, because obviously no one, no one wanted to talk then, but mm-hmm. they were able to find, like, living relatives, something that someone had told them about the crash... It was, information was sparse, but it was a long fucking time ago. 
Um, so, as things spun out of control for the party, apparently many of the files, like, like most of it, was all shipped off to Germany. And so, again, I still think if this is, if any of this is true, this is kind of a, uh, like, information sharing thing. They, yeah. They must have had some kind of weird-ass technology. Just saying it's possible. Yeah. And so they shipped all this to, to Germany. Mussolini was deposed in 1943 and executed by uh, Italian partisans in 1945. As now, per European tradition. <laughs> <laughs> right. We don't do that a lot now. We don't know. We tend to just give ours a tax break and let them sit inside of jails while we pay for them for the rest of their lives. Over there, they're like, nope, or we, we kill you. Or we don't arrest you at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or we just let you keep going and we just say, oh, we can't do that because what if you try to prosecute It'll us be for too our political. crimes? It would be too political. <laughs> and if they win, they might come after us, so we yeah, can't touch them because exactly. they might bi- get us. <laughs> some bi- bipartisan trickery. So, um, <laughs> apparently, there is some controversy though to, as to Mussolini's death, like his his execution, like who the executioners were, or something. There was, Didn't they kill him and his like girlfriend or mistress or wife or no, something like that? Maybe you're thinking of. Uh, I know Hitler, Hitler was killed, but no, there was a there was oh. a guy who I think it was his girlfriend was also. Like, Maybe. hung and strung up with them. From what too. I gather, he was uh, in prison for, obviously, <laughs> two years. Uh, right. So, I don't know. But, like, I didn't even dive into it because at this point, it, my story was getting a little long. <laughs> and, and I thought, well, all right. There was one extra cool thing that I found that was a uh, post-Mussolini. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still could be, like, uh, some remnants of the RS-33 still, still doing their thing. Okay. Um, but... So there was, uh, I'm going to show you another picture, but I don't have a picture of the guy, but apparently in 1954, Mr. Franco Premi was chilling, chilling just in the middle of the day. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon with his dog and his dog just started freaking out. And so he's trying to calm down. And then all of a sudden he sees, hears a hissing sound and sees this huge craft go down in a field. Because and, uh, it had an air leak. No, uh, right? <laughs> okay, that one did. That one did. <laughs> um, but look at this. Thing. This wasn't just an air leak. Look at this. It's like it a fucking a avocado. ass crap. <laughs> um, and so apparently there were bodies recovered. But then I found a different mention of a sighting in 1954. Um, and I don't know if it's the same one. It's hard to link it because obviously it's another country. It's not always a lot of yeah. sources that are in English. And so there was apparently at the same time two crafts flew over a uh, like stadium full of people. Yeah. Ooh. And so like all these witnesses. Yeah. And uh, maybe those guys were fighting and well, shot this shot a hole in this guy's thing and he. You gotta also imagine like I remember seeing a story about the first uh, Russian astronauts and how they went up into the air. And when they came back down, because there was no pressurization and because of the heat and everything, that they literally turned into giant balls of carbon. Oh. And so the fact that, like, it makes me, like, I'm, this is, here comes the skeptical again, Stop saying, like, I don't know, but, like, like, maybe the bodies that they found, that if they were, like, not human resemblance, it could have been from the crash itself, where, like, maybe they'd gotten high enough up in the air, but then it, that is still weird. And it, like, or... The the suit would have been burned. Oh, true. Oh, is that the picture of the suit the guy was, they were wearing? Or is that just, like, I thought that was the guy, right? I think, I think, I can't recall specifically. I think maybe, I mean, I they was were wearing just, suits? I was just throwing this in as, like, a, an extra. Oh, this is kind of, kind of neat that happened. Uh, I think it was something, like, that they, 
that someone climbed out of... Yeah, he saw two strange creatures come out from under the ship. Oh. Uh, well, they, were, had, they, had they were humanoids <laughs> in uniform, about two meters tall. They wore a hard blue jumpsuit, and their faces were covered with large, dark glasses that enveloped the, the entire head stretching back to the back of the creature, like you see in the picture. Holy shit. Um... They collected vegetation samples. Oh, I don't know if this is a really, really a crash. See, I, I was, it was running long. Now we're gonna. They re-entered no. and uh, apparently took off. So I don't know if it crashed. I don't know if crash is the blowing right up word. the balloon. <laughs> but this, if it was hissing, this may not be the same thing that that moves. Oh so, yeah, saw. yeah. Because then it just might have been releasing. Wow! Wow! I don't know. That was, or it was just it hisses when it comes down to the ground. I don't know. Honestly, this could turn into more stories later because now I want to find out what the hell happened with Mussolini. Because, oh, did he go off to Argentina like Hitler too? <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, I've been reading stories about people from Argentina like taking the DNA thing and finding out they have a lot of German in them. <laughs> yeah, I think that's hilarious. Oh, like, well, I think that's all we've got for today. Uh, join us again next time. Yes, on Mysteries, Inc. Thank you. (laughs) For any questions or comments, you can find us at Mysteries, Inc. on Instagram. Thank you.